Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I've got a monorail full of friends this morning. Let's start introducing them each individually, one by one. We will begin with the the man who keeps things running when I'm not around, the one that is in charge of the Captain Poochie era. You know him as a lot of things. I know him as a brother. It's Landon, the Dawes Don't Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Hi, everybody. Coming to you from the isolation station of love. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ wishing you a happy new year. Yes, because this is dropping on January 1st of the year 2024. And for my New Year's resolutions, I resolve to be meaner, fatter, and tell a whole lot of you what I really, really think of y'all. <laughs> well, how is that last one a resolution? I, th- I feel like you, <laughs> you pretty much speak your mind generally as it is cj i'm trying to set realistic goals i know a lot of people it's like you know new new year new me i'm gonna lose 150 pounds i'm gonna hike mount kilimanjaro let me go ahead and set uh set the bar realistic you're not gonna do any of those things so let's just be uh, hey you know what that's part three of my resolution okay three of my resolution okay (laughs) well thank uh, you happy new year y'all happy new year thank you landon glad to have you now over to everyone's favorite E.T. lover, it's Steffers. Steffers, welcome back to the monorail. Hello, I thought you were going to say something else and I was waiting for it. And then you didn't say it. I said, okay, never mind. But um, happy new year, everyone. Uh, Landon, it's it's nice of you to rejoin the monorail because uh, you took a little bit of a, a little breaky poo. It was a Christmas yeah, break. And I was lonely with Justin. <laughs> yeah, how- how dare I, you know, not record on Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day? Though I got to be honest, not podcasting. Kind of nice. M- m- maybe that needs to also be a New Year's resolution. No, say it ain't so, Landon. We can't have that. Get out of here. We cannot have that kind of talk on the monorail. We Everybody needs a, a Dawes. New Year, same Dawes. Same Dawes. That's right. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> and Pim Dawes as well. For the new year. Um, hey guys, did you know that we have a special guest joining us for the show today? I don't I don't know if you could tell, but I mean if you just look around the monorail, there's an additional person sitting here with us. So there is. Yeah. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you know, the more the merrier, and particularly when it's uh this individual joining us for this new year episode of the Monday morning monorail. That's right. Well, there are those of you out there who probably are a fan of his because you maybe are subscribed to his YouTube channel, you which which you might refer to as Skipper Bob Breakdowns. You may be a fan of the podcast The Cretans Guild, or maybe you're just a fan of his work behind the scenes for a large wrestling promotion that we're all very familiar with. And of course, you know, everyone loves the sound guys. It's Skipper Bob. Skipper Bob, welcome Hello. to the monorail. 
I decided not to opt out of this podcast. And folks, <laughs> the monorail is now open. The skipper is allowed boarding. I am your captain of chaos. I am Skipper Bob D A D. Well, Bob, oh, just, Daddy, is Daddy. That you? <laughs> no, no, no. That, this guy over here, he's the daddy. He's the papa. Uh, he's the, the papa. There's uncle. a difference. No, no, no. There's just a difference between papa and daddy. I just want to lay that out right now. That's true. I'm uncomfortable. I earlier I rejected the the daddy moniker because I felt like that was reserved for one daddy tomorrow. But but Skipper Bob, you can carry that mantle today if you'd like. Daddy. <laughs> I continue now to that be we're, uncomfortable. Yeah. Now that I've made it completely weird. <laughs> no, not at all. Weird here. I think we exude no. weird. We like to get by... weird. This is a weird, yeah. weird monorail. Um, mm-hmm. Today, my friends, this is episode 182 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And as Landon mentioned, it is January 1st. If you're listening to this on the drop date of 2024, a whole new year. It's a leap year. Can you believe it? We'll have a I whole... Didn't. A whole nother day to potentially go into uh, theme parks. That means it's also an election year. Well, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not ready. <laughs> my mind, I've seen my the ads already. My, crazy. my emotions. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Nothing about me is ready for that this year. Um, Try working at a political talk radio station. Hi. Yeah, but all the better to distract ourselves with Walt Disney World, Universal, and Sea World news. Um, you know, Landon, you brought it up, and I feel like that maybe this is a good time just to to go around the table and ask everybody, do we have any New Year's resolutions? I know yours were sort of tongue-in-cheek, Landon, but do, d- does anyone currently in the monorail studio here have a New Year's resolution they're setting forward, whether it be for creating or just personally? Steffers does. First of all, how how dare you saying that mine are tongue-in-cheek? I am going to get meaner, I am going to get fatter, <laughs> and I'm going to tell all y'all what I really think. Okay. Well, all right. So, Landon, we'll take those as your real resolutions. But Steffers maybe has st- something that's less aggressive. So let's find out <laughs> what Steffers. Um, I guess I can do like a like a a creator one and like a personal one. But the creator one is obviously to, to one day, one day put this adventures of Steffers back on, on the on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is be nicer to myself, mm. which like a lot of people that are listening don't know, but like. Less self-deprecating humor, a little bit more positive, stuff like that. That's great. Um, and keep going to therapy. I mean, the, both of those are great goals, Steffers. I think you got to love yourself and believe in yourself. And you know what, Steffers? All of us think you're awesome. So you got to start thinking that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, it's, I'm a work in progress. I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> All right. Well, good. And then I want to lose 150 pounds despite <laughs> landing. <laughs> <laughs> and and hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Don't forget that. <laughs> mm, mm, that's a little bit too steep. Like let like let's go to like Everest. Oh, you know? okay. Oh, okay. You yeah. really yeah. dialing it back? Like the rolly coasty, rolly coasty. Like I'll the line to the rope. That's okay. about right. it. That's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that would definitely teach me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skipper Bob, do you got any uh, resolutions that you've made for twenty twenty four? Would resolution be basically the same thing as a goal? Yeah, sure. Or is it more just basically bettering yourself? Because I've worked really hard on that over the last six months. Uh, I'm about to do my first 5K, uh, which I'm or fat ass like me is kind of a nervous rack right now. 
Um, but I'm also... Uh, I'm going to start up a new show on my uh, Patreon channel called Skipper Bob's Breakdowns, where I'm going to do reviews of restaurants and attractions, and it's all going to be based off the roll of the dice. So whatever the dice lands on, that's what I'm going to do the review on. So I, I'm expecting it to be pretty fun. Yeah. I've ha- I've done just about everything in town. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and leaving a podcast to chance. That sounds like a wonderful plan. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's very cool. That's a, that's a, that's a really good idea. And anything involving dice is, is exciting to me. So I like rolling dice. Roll for initiative. That's right. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think this year, cause I usually try to avoid those, like the standard stereotypical resolutions, but I really am going to try to get back to what I was doing at the end of 22, which is being better about my exercise routine and watching what I eat. But last year, my resolution going into 23 was I'm going to read a book every quarter, four books. Um, I read zero from start to finish. So this year, my goal is I'm going to finish one book. (laughs) Just one. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Hey, realistic expectations. Yeah. So uh, I started Jaws when I was on the cruise back in August. And then once we got back, I didn't read any more of it. And I, and I like that book. I just I never make time for reading. And I really I really should. So I'm gonna I'm going to stop reading all the, you know, Hollywood gossip rags. I don't read. Those. But how are you ever going to know what's going to happen to Taylor Swift and Travis? K- Wait, no, you could just watch football. I'll watch football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I think that that is a great opportunity for us to look forward to some things that are happening in 2024. But this time we're going to talk about what's happening in the theme parks. And, you know, when we do that, that means we've got to check the headlines. That's right, Dreamers. We are back with the breaking news from around the Central Florida and beyond theme parks. And today we're going to start with something that uh, is not super exciting. There's actually not a ton of news over the last week or so out of Disney. Um, no, there really isn't. When when you put these articles, it's like there has to be something that he's mit- – nope. no, no, there, there, there really isn't. Most of the sites that we use, Blog Mickey, WDW Magic, uh, Diz Info, All Ears, all those, they, all they really had for over the last week was, did you know Genie Plus sold out again today? Did you know it's really crowded in the parks? Yeah, we, yeah, we knew. We know. So I don't need it. I love, by the way, I'm not trying to trash these sites. I love these sites. We use them every week. But also, I, I think we all know it's busy in the parks around Christmas and New Year. Very peopley. Yeah. Very no, no, speaking on Genie Plus, I did think it was somewhat noteworthy. Animal Kingdom, for the first time ever, sold out of Genie Plus. That speaks to how peopley Walt Disney World is right now over the Christmas into New Year's holiday break. It is right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's Uh packed. It's packed. Uh (laughs) One of the annual things I always like to ask around this time of year is I like to see which attraction had the highest wait time and then think to myself all the things I could do during that period of time. So... I know people were posting that Flight of Passage got up to a 330-minute wait. And my my main comment about that is if you're a human being that can comprehend 
reading and make logical decisions. And you look up and you see Flight of Passage posted 330 minutes and you choose to get in that line. You should probably have your license revoked. You should probably have your voter's registration revoked. You, I don't understand who would make you are wasting your whole day and it's a great ride. I'm not going to take that away from you, but how many of those people in that line is this their only chance to ride it? I would say a portion of it that might be true, and I get it. You get a pass. You're, this is your one trip to Disney. You get a pass. But even I so, just want to clarify this: this still is a pro theme park podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, this is but this is has their limit. This is more negative people <laughs> than it is. <laughs> I just don't understand. Can, can, I, and, and this is a serious question. Can you imagine? Let's say you get to go to Tokyo Disney Sea. It's your one shot because you know you're not going to make that trip maybe more than once, right? And there's a ride at Tokyo Disney Sea that you have to ride. And I, I don't know. Let's just say Journey to the Center of the Earth. Don't they have one of those? It's like a Journey to the Center of the Earth ride. Let's just I'm say like teacups. Everybody loves <laughs> the teacups. And but yeah. you get there and you see that the wait is 330 minutes, and you're like, "This is my one chance to ride this ride." Do you get in that line? I make sure I go to the park multiple days. If I this is this is me. I would rather plan a longer trip and have more of a chance on that trip and say it's like the last day and I still haven't ridden it and it's still 300 minutes maybe. But I can't and maybe I'm biased cuz I've been to, you know, the local parks. I haven't been to, to Tokyo, so like maybe that's the exception to the rule. But like 300 minutes? <laughs> and who knows? You know maybe what I can do with 300 minutes? A lot. You could read a like lot. three books, probably, Steffers. I, I could read chapter one <laughs> of a book. Yeah, I'm really proud of you for that resolution, by the way. I'm, I'm oh, hoping thanks. to hit closer to my 100 book goal. Oh, my God. But uh, I was at like, I think, 50 over 50 this year. Wow. That's <laughs> That's pretty crazy. In, in the scenario you're laying out, if this is the one time that I'm traveling to Tokyo, I, that's a five and a half hour wait for yeah. one run. I mean, like, I could literally go. Knoxville to Nashville and almost Nashville to Knoxville back in 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 the time it would take me to stand in line for That's for this thing. one ride. I mm, I don't I don't know if I could say yes to that. Yeah. I think it's would you and then what like I wouldn't wait 300 minutes for ET and I love it blue in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like what's your exception to the rule if you were to wait for one ride that like and maybe it's, I mean, let's just say it's your last shot. You know, this is the last time. Let's say they're closing down. That I was going to say. Yeah. Let's say they are closing down your favorite ride. For me, that would be like Haunted Mansion and Magic Kingdom. They've they've made some crate. And you know that this would never happen because the lines of people <laughs> protesting around the park would be it would be ridiculous. Um, I'm sure that decision would go over very well. But but let's say it's the final day of operation of the Haunted Mansion. They're shutting it down in 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 every park in the world and you're in you're in you're in uh magic kingdom what would be the cutoff for how long you would wait to ride it one last time that i i think that maybe is the test because it, and, and for you steffers et like they're closing et two hours two hours would be your cutoff yeah i so this is the thing i've ridden it ten thousand times it's not going to change the last time like as much as i would Ooh, love I, to i dis i disagree that last time would hit harder yeah I already cry every single time I ride the ride, honey. Like I, I love you, and I see what you're saying. However, yeah, no way am I waiting more than two hours for a ride. Like I, 
physically like i get cranky like god forbid i don't eat before and then i'm in the line and i'm hangry like you know, it's, not, <laughs> it's gonna ruin my ride experience i just we're yeah. aware you listen. get cranky steppers <laughs> listen you're the one yeah. who's gonna be meaner this year skipper bob get it steffers uh I, let me throw this caveat at you if you recall back to when ellen's energy adventure oh. final day, the final ride broke down so people were allowed to walk the track and see everything. Oh, wow. Imagine that happening for E.T. Wow. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh. Three what, hours. What if you were... Okay. We've upped it. We've upped it. All right. Three hours. If I had the chance to walk, three hours. Because... And the reason why I'm, I'm like, doing two, three hours is because that's how long I waited for Hagrid's when it first opened. I waited, like, two hours, two, two and a half hours. And, like, I thought that that was worth the wait. Yeah. I still think it's worth the wait. I will not wait in that line, but I do think it's worth the wait if you've never ridden it before. So, like, I was thinking back to when Galaxy's Edge opened and uh, Frank Cardillo came to town, Landon, and I <sighs> shared a Little Mermaid room with him. But the line that we got into to ride Smuggler's Run on opening day of Galaxy's Edge, of course, we we got in the line at like three in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So and the line started at the beginning or at, at, at the door of Hollywood Studio, pretty much. Yeah. Well, and then they moved us up, but that's where we started waiting for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, we probably waited five hours, yeah. four, four to five hours to get on Smuggler's Run. Now, number one, we didn't know how long that wait was going to be. Uh, but number two, it was also like an opening day event. And it felt like we were part of like something that was it was different than just joining a line that you've already, you know, for, you can see it. You know, there's plenty of other things to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just anyway, I I don't mean to judge people. I really don't. But I just feel like it's a bad choice. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. I think that it, an opening or closing. Hours. I think an opening and closing of a ride or experience is a different vibe. Different scenario. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I think uh-huh. in that I so. regard, different but when you're standing, like, during the holidays, I just would never go to the theme parks. Yeah. I, I, like, I have n- absolutely no interest. They start the holidays in August. Just go in August. <laughs> I mean, don't go in August because it's hot as heck. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I think that's why they do it so early. They spread it out. So, like, even if you have kids that are, you know, in school, whatever the case may be, there, there's usually a scenario where you can maybe make it work. Yeah. I'd rather go like a like a four day weekend than like over Christmas and New Year's. True. Three hundred. Well, I don't and, know. And, and bef- before we started recording, Steffers, you and I were talking. Uh, you know, uh, me and Jay were big giant Tennessee football fans, and Tennessee is playing in their bowl game in Orlando, Florida. And when Tennessee got selected, everybody's like, "Oh, hey, are you going to go down to Orlando and and watch Tennessee, and then you know do Disney at Christmas?" And I'm like, there for a brief second, like, yeah, that's. Wait, Disney over Christmas? Absolutely not. No, because the crowds, as we're seeing, very peopley right now. Yeah, it's wild. Um, Well, now here's a question I'll ask to all of you as we get into this first exciting article from the Disney parks. How long would you wait for the grand opening of a new Coke kiosk in front of Muppet Vision 3D? And I don't mean cocaine. I mean Coca-Cola Classic. Um because I know that, that would be a different soda. story. Zero. <laughs> well, this a different show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an article from blogmickey.com. It says Imagineering files for permit to install a sign at Grand Avenue Coke kiosk. Now, 
as you read the article, it actually in, uh, goes on to say that there's still no confirmation of what this kiosk is going to be. If you haven't seen it, they've built a permanent structure, which kind of, I, I got to say, I didn't realize it was going to be so tall or so big. And it does change. I mean, if you go around it, you still get the nice view of the piggy fountain and and the Muppet Vision 3D facade and all that. But like if you're back a little bit further on Grand Avenue, you, you're getting your views of Muppet Vision and the Muppet Plaza are kind of blocked by this thing. But we still don't know necessarily what it is. I'm assuming it's just going to be food and drink. I mean, they've always had coffee. like temporary stuff there anyway. Yeah. Could be coffee. Could be coffee. I, I don't I mean, think it's just going to be soda. In the newsroom business, we would call this a fluff or filler story. Right. This is nothing. <laughs> Again, I went and looked. It's like, sure, there has to be something else we could. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, this is definitely a news story you talk about when you are in between the week of Christmas and New Year's and uh, actual stuff happening. But this is a very big kiosk. Yeah. Uh, kind of, uh, and to Jay's point, it really does mess with the, for the lack of a better term, view mm -hmm. of Muppet Vision, and it it kind of hides Muppet Vision. But I kind of think it might work to Muppet Vision's uh, advantage because on previous episodes we talked about how you know maybe they'll just knock down Muppet Vision and extend uh, Galaxy's Edge through the back. I kind of feel like they wouldn't be building up this kiosk if they had plans to build up Galaxy's Edge because they would be like, oh, cool, look at our new Star Wars land. They wouldn't hide it behind. Ah, oh, cool, look at our new Coke kiosk. <laughs> Hiding our cool new Star Wars land. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. And it does match the facade of the area. I was so, just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It has the brick look of the Muppet Vision Theater. So, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe maybe that's the big thing we take away from this is it looks like at least it gives a little more staying power to that area. So, yeah, mm -hmm. but we still don't know what it is. It'll be churros. Let's be honest. <laughs> Could be another Joffrey's. Wrong part. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. And that'll wrap up Walt Disney World News for 2023. Um, Steffers. I feel like I need to throw it over to you because the big news over the last week or so, couple of weeks, has come out of Universal. And I'm talking Universal globally, not Universal Orlando. So why don't you tell us what's going on with the Universal Studios parks? Well, I think this is interesting because I don't know if y'all remember from earlier in the year, Universal did a rebrand where they changed it to Universal Destinations and Experiences. Mm -hmm. So really, that should have been our hint. But we were so close-minded back then that we didn't think that they would have the potential to build a theme park. Actually, this is actually pretty smart. In the UK. <laughs> and I'm going to say it like it sounds, but I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Bedfordshire. Yeah. Uh, that's close yeah, enough. That looks, that's what it looks like. Um, don't know if that's how you pronounce it. That's my bad if I completely butchered that. Um, but yeah, like there's a potential. Scotsman. That, mm, I don't think I could do that either. Bedfordshire. Oh, side note though, we, me and uh, Jackson did watch all three Lord of the Rings extended editions mm -hmm. as our new Christmas tradition. Oh, and uh, it was it was quality on I Christmas Day. I we did we started it Friday. We started the first one, then Saturday we did the second one, oh. and then Tuesday we did the third one because we were spreading it out because that's four it's hours, twelve and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. They're actually still watching it right now. It's that long. 
That's awesome. But uh, so going back to the UK uh, Universal Project, my my question is though, what are we doing in the UK? <laughs> Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, God save the Queen. Lord of the Rings land. Yeah. Like, is this where we're gonna get it? Because I think they're doing. They're already doing some sort of expansion for Wizarding World in Epic Universe. Says rumors. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say. Says rumors. Let me not. Let me not put that out. No, universe. we know it's. We've seen that. We've seen the portal. There's a big wand on top of it. I think it's going to be Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, let me not. Could could could. Wouldn't Lord of the Rings go in Australia? Because that's where they shot that stuff. New Zealand. But yeah. 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 Same thing. They have like a little Hobbiton <laughs> well, uh, tourist. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is a lot. I mean, this is a very big generalization, but I think like the UK is a good central point mm. considering a, like who visits from, you know, over there and comes here. Now yeah. we would Plus, go over there. where the author was from. JK. Like not JK Rowling. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. R. Tolkien. Sorry. Disconnect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoops. Disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> Disconnect right now. Um, I think. I mean, this is something like Jackson would love to go to. Like, I think like I he would be more obsessed with this kind of park than anything else. So, you, which do you, I'm I'm excited for the potential. So, do you really think it'll have some sort of like an anchor theme like that, rather than just being like a studios park that combines a lot of IPs? It. I know it doesn't Looking say at this map. I don't I'm not. There's like a map on this BBC article. Um, it, it genuinely depends on how big they're going to make it because it doesn't because it could be a very much like a like that Vegas. Was it Vegas or tech, whatever? They're doing like the little small like the kids park or like the, the haunted thing year round or whatever. Like it could be something small like that. And then, yeah, I think they would need one staple theme. Yeah. If they're doing something larger scale, which doesn't seem likely in my opinion, then they could do. But what what would they do that's different than what we already have or what we're getting with Epic? Because they yeah, want really, something new, but not deter from Epic. You know? It's difficult I know to it's judge the too. size of this land because mm-hmm. uh, they don't have like a kilometer to inches kind of measurement. Or, but mm-hmm. it doesn't oh, look yeah. massive. No, It does not. I will say that... Um, it did say Universal purchased 480 acres. And just for a comparison, the Universal Orlando Resort occupies 541. So it's, you know, six, oh. 60 shy of the or- Universal Orlando Resort, which, but then, I mean, that's pretty sizable. But you got to register in parking and all other yeah, I was gonna s- that they need. Right. But, but, but also... Resort? But also I'm talking – yeah, this is the whole – that we're talking about Island Studios, uh, uh, Volcano Bay. It's the whole resort is what I'm saying. 541 acres. So 480 is pretty sizable. Hmm. I stand corrected. And then also uh, looking at this article, I think location-wise, this is a really smart get by Universal because in the article it says um, uh, the transportation connectivity to London and Europe, uh, more than half of the UK population is within two hours of this property that it uh, located. And it's also uh, apparently uh, proximity pretty close to uh, Lutton Airport as well. So, I mean, uh, not only is a lot of the UK going to be able to get there relatively easy, um, international travel or, uh, you know, people that can't get there by, a, you know, uh, land of transportation, because, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to remember over there, they have better mass transportation than we do over here in the United States. I think I think that is a very good spot 
for what Universal wants to do. And I like, like I know, like I honestly think we're going to get kind of similar to what we've been seeing in Orlando in Universal uh, Hollywood. And I would be stunned if we don't see a very, very big presence of Harry Potter, just with how heavily Universal has leaned into the Wizarding World because Wizarding World has just been printing money hand over fist for Universal at this point. They could do more of a cursed child, mm. like a like off, no, not off brand. No, no, Th- they could no, listen. They could. <laughs> they could. I hope they don't. I listen. I'm just trying to th- like how much of Harry Potter can you do? I mean, the answer is probably a lot. A lot. You can pull things out of the air, whatever. But I mean, Hollywood's tried to pull Harry Potter out of the air now that the books have been tapped. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, by the way, some of this. There's somewhat conflicting resort uh, or reports on the size of the Universal footprint. So, according to uh, Orlando Informer, and I know you trust them more than most people, Steffers. Uh, the whole campus of Universal Orlando is 735 acres. So this is a little over. It, well, it's like two thirds of that, 480. So, well, which is still considering how much they've grown, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like I still think 480 or whatever you said is still yeah. a good size. I'm just thinking, like, would they do a water park? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do they? What, are they? Would they do a water park potentially? Mm. Would they do like a one one dry one water kind of wombo combo? Then like themed hotels. There's just a lot of different. I don't know if they have the climate for a. Water yeah, park. I was gonna say I'm yeah, not I was sure. About to ask, this is probably something that people like Lee Indoor? can really chime in on. And uh, I don't know if the parks in the, these areas are they seasonal? Are they year round? That's another question. That's very valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I, I just uh, there are like options, but also how how much is too much? Well, this is not the, a new risk for Universal. They've tried a bunch of other stuff, like uh, like a Saudi Arabia park, which never actually happened, or was it Abu Dhabi? I don't remember. It's somewhere out there. Uh, then there was a was there a Singapore Universal that never happened? Oh, maybe. I mean, they I do, but they so. do have um, other parks outside of the U.S., right? Yeah, isn't yeah. Universal Japan? Isn't that the only place yeah. you can still ride uh, ride uh, the Jaws ride? Yeah, I think you're right. Back to the Future, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe. Yeah. Or is it I, Terminator I, I, Two? <laughs> I know at one point Back to the Future was still there when it shut down stateside. The answer yeah. is yes. Yep. Yeah. So Disneyland Paris is open every day of the year, just as a comparison. Um, so I don't know. They could do it. I think that they have to be somewhat thoughtful about providing a lot of indoor options. You know, they can't mm-hmm. they can't do a ton of of outdoor stuff or um, not like, you know, L.A. Or, or Orlando anyway. So um, but yeah, I don't know. It's really exciting. I, I think that one thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, Universal's making moves, Steffers. That's what we've been, we've been saying that for the last several months on the podcast since we came back, like with Epic Universe and. Adding a park potentially in the UK, although this article that we've got from BBC, it does say that this is it's very preliminary. There's a long way to go. But I guess that a letter was sent to residents of Bedfordshire just to let them know, hey, Universal's in town and we've got, you know, we're doing some work to do a feasibility study and see if this is something that can be be done and have some legs here. I guess, you know, uh, as long as there's no. I don't even want to put this out in the world. Global pandemic that slows things down or something like that. Then sorry. No, I even, that's ridiculous. What? That would never happen. Sorry. I even said it. 
I do think I do think this is a very big push for their like because everyone still knows Universal as like Universal Orlando, Universal Japan. Like they're very separate. And I think this is their way of putting themselves quote unquote on the map for being a destination mm-hmm. destinations kind of um brand instead of mm-hmm. just each separate one. <sighs> I mean, I think it would be good. I, I also I I to echo Landon's point, I really do think like this is a good spot to do it. Yeah. Not that Paris is bad for Disneyland Paris. People love Disneyland Paris, but I, I think it's spread out enough. People can do like a whole like Europe thing if they want. Yeah. Possibilities. You, met- you mentioned Disneyland Paris and it reminds me about the local backlash. Do we That's have any right. word of how the area itself is responding to this? Not well, so in far. The, uh, in the article, it does mention uh, the Bedford uh, Borough uh, Council uh, is welcoming it so far, uh, saying it could be, uh, potentially be the UK's answer to Disneyland. So we we uh, we talked about how Disneyland Paris has already set up Disney's foothold in Paris, how it was met with some backlash. Um, so far, again, this is in the very preliminary just announcement stage. So far, so good, it seems like. But again, with how early this is in the planning process, a lot could change. Yeah. Yeah. A I, lot I, will change. A lot will change. Yeah. I, th- I think the kickback you're going to, you would have more so on the UK side is going to be more along the lines of, you know, they're, uh, it's, it's a, a, a country that's much more steeped in, in history and tradition um, as compared to like the US where we're like, we don't have culture or history or tradition here. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. God bless the USA. Um, Man, we're going to get some fun <laughs> iTunes reviews for that one. But in but in but in Paris, What's the kick Twitter handle, folks. But yeah, right. but <laughs> he's going to have to get a new one now. But, again. you know, yeah, <laughs> I'll get banned again. Um, but in Paris, you know, the big thing was like they're very steeped in their culture and art and they felt like, oh, this is not we don't want to welcome this sort of nonsense into our country because it just doesn't fit our country's personal culture and pride. Um, so that was a big I don't know that the UK has that same kind of a, objection. I just think it would be more like, yeah, but, you know, you're tearing up like maybe and maybe it's just open space. But even so, like, I don't know, maybe they don't want that kind of well, crowd drawn into I th- northern you know north of london that's, that's fair i was in terms of the crowds i think though i maybe i'm very much generalizing this but i do think with their execution of the wizarding world in terms of where it's supposed to be set and stuff like that i i think the theming in case there's any backlash or whatever in terms of like keeping the culture and all that stuff i do think universal could execute great theming that fits the vibe yeah so that's true. I, that's true. It's a good point. We we'll see. A lots, lot of lots will change. A lot of question marks. A lot up in the air. But I I don't know. It's exciting news. I I think that anytime we're we're hearing about theme parks expanding and growing, it's it's good for for all of us because it's more options. Mm-hmm. It's more competition. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm anxious to see what we find out. And and I don't know that we'll get a lot of news on it in 2024. I think that'll be maybe more focused on all the things happening in Epic Universe. But, oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, did you see they they unveiled the Yoshi ride vehicles? You can see, like, aerial pictures of them now. And 
Um, I'm so excited for this park. Yeah. Do what? Yeah, you can see the little Yoshi ride vehicles, and also they they've been operating like test operating a How to Train Your Dragon ride. Um, like yep. stuff is moving at Epic Universe. Yeah. Things are moving. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Oh, that's exciting. So, really good stuff. She is so cute. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so. Oh, that's adorable. It's, it's going to be so great. <laughs> Everybody, we're all going to Google. So, you know, while the crew here um, checks out the Yoshi ride vehicles on Google, we're, we're going to take a break. Um, Skipper Bob is here today for a very special reason. He and I went over to Disney Springs and got to try out one of the newest dining locations in the Springs. And we have a review for you on the other side of the break. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. It's me, Papa Monorail, Justin Monorail, bringing you back on the other side. I've got Steffers, I've got the Dawes, and I've got Skipper Bob. And Skipper Bob is here, as I mentioned, as a special guest, a special expert, a special voice to help me recap a trip to Disney Springs that we took this last week. Skipper Bob, I reached out to you. We were talking this week. We we're like, hey, let's get together. Let's have a holiday drink. And that was all the temptation I needed to get down to Disney Springs and finally try out this newest location that opened up over on the far side, like as close as you can get to Saratoga Springs. Practically, they opened this new quick serve dining location called Eat by by Manit Chauhan. Um, who is a celebrity judge, a celebrity chef that was a judge on Chopped. And uh, this restaurant is actually uh, a product of her and her husband's work. And I've been dying to get there. And, and so, first of all, thank you, Bob, for giving me the inspiration. But um, the, the the only downside was we went to Disney Springs um, during the holiday season, which meant that it was as jam-packed and people-y as I've, I think I've ever seen Disney Springs. Like, it was hard to move through anywhere. And we parked, we made the mistake of parking over in the Orange Garage, which said it was full, by the way, but it wasn't. They had on no, the I signs. I believe that. Yeah, it said garage full. They even said surface parking was full. But we just went on into the Orange Garage. We were able to park on the roof. But then to get from the garage just over, and this basically, you pass, if you're going from coming from that side, you pass Earl of Sandwich, you get all the way to like the Christmas store and it's actually attached to the Christmas store building. Um, but it's over on the, like the other side of it. So it's you're, hitting off in the corner of the yeah. Springs, like behind rainforest cafe, you can see the carousel from it. So if you're at the carousel at Disney Springs, um, you could get on a horse and then just look around and you'll see eat tucked away in a, it is, it's hard to find. And by the way, because of that, even though Springs was jam packed and crazy, there was plenty of seating and eat, and there was no line. So if you're a person who likes Indian food or is open to Indian food, this is a nice little hidden gem. Even though it's a brand new place, 
we were totally able, we were able to get in, get our food. The, we got a nice table. It wasn't crowded. It was it was great. It was a nice little oasis from all the craziness that was going on in Disney Springs. Yeah, it's a nice little nook and cranny that um, I think because there's a lot of uh, trepidation about some people see Indian foods like, oh, I don't want any of that cuisine when there's all these other options around mm-hmm. uh, Disney Springs. But I highly recommend this place. I mean, not only was the food good, the service was some of the best I've ever seen. We had people coming over to our table like every eight to 12 minutes. Like, Hey, can we get you anything? Hey, do you want this? You want that? Hey, can we, yeah. how can we make your stay any better? They, they were top notch for the size of the, the venue itself. So this isn't exactly a quick service, but it's not exactly a full reservation dining experience either. It's somewhere in the yeah. middle. Yeah. They describe it as fast casual. And I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, you do seat yourself, you order at a counter. So from that aspect, it's quick service. But like Bob said, that was one of the biggest things that stood out for me for this experience was the service. I I have never had that kind of service at a quick service location. Like they, they were so friendly. They were, and also we needed a little bit of help with one of the dishes we ordered. We weren't quite (laughs) sure how to eat it. (laughs) And so looked at it. This looks fantastic. What do I do with it? <laughs> How do I do it? What do I do? So one of the one of the attendants like came over and explained to us, oh, this is how you do it. You do this, you do that, and gave us some tips on like even the best ways uh to enjoy it. So I'm I'm telling you that like I could not give high enough praise for the service that we got at the restaurant. That that is like right off the bat. It was surprise and maybe I I I hope this isn't just uh because this place has only been open for like two weeks kind of thing. I'm hoping that this is how it's always going to be there. But man, oh, man, they, they tell you they're like, hey, if you need straws, you get your sodas, all this stuff. It's all located over here. We've got lids for the boxes. If you stand up from your table to go get something, one of the <laughs> like a red flag for them, one of the cast members will come over and be like, hey, what can I get for you? And they go do it. They they, they want to help you. Like, it's just it was really nice. So I, I will say the food and we'll get to it. The food was amazing. But that service was enough reason to like go back again seriously it was it was amazing some people would say oh that would seem kind of annoying to have a a cast member coming over to your table so frequently no Mm. not at all it It wasn't actually it felt very inviting it was very welcoming it uh it made me want to i want to go right back again yeah of course once the holidays are over because the fact i even went to that area of town during in between christmas and new year's was kind of a minor (laughs) miracle i stay away from that as far as i can but you know the allure of uh justin was a little too much to Ah, ignore he said hey let's go out okay (laughs) yeah yeah and I'm, i'm really glad we did um so I have a question for you, Steffers. Um, are you are you a fan of Indian food? I think you said before absolutely. you eat just about anything. So, uh, absolutely, I love Indian food. Nice. Um, um I actually was going to ask a question. Yeah. Going back to the service, you said that there wasn't much of a wait. No wait. Or anything like that. Do you think that you would still? I mean, this is just speculation, obviously. But do you think you would also? Because you guys know the vibes better than us, because you were there. So would if there were more people there do you think you would still get that same amount of like that level of service if there were more I, people occupying the place i'm gonna say yes i got there maybe uh 30 minutes before justin so i was just standing around looking at the menu and just watching the venue and it was kind of full when i first showed up and it kind of thinned okay. out over time um 
and it seemed like everybody came out really happy. Every everyone was satisfied. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm assuming, I'm hoping it's not just because it's in its opening honeymoon phase. I hope yeah. it, it maintains this service the entire time. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that you say that, but like I feel like after the first week, I, I've worked in food service, and I feel like most people have at some point in their life and i and i think like it's like a a first week itch Mm -hmm. and then like it dies off but i feel like you guys have gotten where it's been open for a little bit because it was open when i went down there too Mm -hmm. and if you're getting that good of service still i think i I think there's a very positive direction yeah for sure i would be happy to test this theory in a month from now (laughs) me too i'll go back (laughs) and take an even take an even bigger group and just see how we do yeah um, I'm gonna do the cool. stress test. I see. That's right. right. Yeah, I've seen enough bar rescues. I know what that means. Yeah. Um, th- my comp- bubble going there. Shut this down. Screaming <laughs> like John Taffer. <laughs> my my comment to that, Steffers, would be: I I just think because it was it was overly staffed at least while we were there for the level of people that were dining at the time that we were dining. I would think that the one of the reasons that because usually a cast member would come over and, and help us, but then would also like talk to us about the food and ask us questions. And the, the 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 length of the interactions maybe wouldn't be quite as long and maybe the touch points would be a little more spread out. But I still I think this is part of that restaurant. I think this is something okay. they want to be known for is is this service. That's the that's the impression I got. So well, I think with something like this kind of food, I think um, being available to answer those questions, like when you guys are like, I don't know how to eat this kind of thing. I mm-hmm. think that that's important. So it it's nice to know that like the vibe was, yeah. hey, they'll still be available to help you no matter what. Yeah. I also One think thing I'm curious about is if what the the kind of food that we got, is this like everyday normal Indian food or has this been Disneyfied where it's generalized Ooh. it's theme parked friendly for everybody kind of like fast food you know you get a, a spicy chicken sandwich from a fast food restaurant you take a bite it's like this isn't spicy at all that's why i've heard to is fast food spicy mm-hmm. it's it's been dulled down for the masses yeah was it spicy some it, 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 not super but not overly spicy no it was dulled down spice yeah yeah nothing nothing <laughs> usually we- you get like a range you pick your level of spiciness mm-hmm. usually people want their butts to hurt after they eat but like this is probably for like um crowd levels anyway (laughs) in terms of like being able to serve crowds faster they probably do like one set level yeah they didn't ask they didn't ask but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not like authentic i just think in terms because i know indian food's typically known for like spice levels and and kind of that kind of thing i'm sure like that's probably not on par but well, well, I w- I would say in my experience with Indian, I think you're you're right. Like part of it is the the heat spice, but then it's also just mm-hmm. very flavorful spice. And sometimes yeah. sometimes that's way too much for people as well. Um, when you when you get into the curries, um, like that can put mm-hmm. people off because it's very pungent, it's very flavorful. I love curries of all types. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but I know that that can sort of be. I will say I I felt like the flavors were very very good. Um, but I think the spice was, if you're someone who's sensitive to spice, like there were a couple things we got that are marked as spicy on the menu. If you're sensitive to spice, you probably would have called that spicy and you're like, no, I can't. But for me who like, I, I want pain with my spice. I thought it was medium. See? I thought it was That's like normal. Yeah. Landon. I thought it was like medium. 
Well, uh, liking pain and then wanting your butt to hurt, I think, are different <laughs> things, staffers. And we can't get into those differences on a family show, staffers. Listen. Yeah. No, Listen. no, we are not listening. I want a poop battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say all that. However... There are times after audio podcast. There are times after I have a, a good spicy meal that that's at, like at the right spice level for me. I'm like, I think my butt just turned into a blowtorch. Like that's See? what it, that's what it feels like to me. Wow, this conversation is taking a turn. <laughs> it's still family friendly, sir. <laughs> you were worried about it being family friendly. Um, no, <laughs> I do. I'm. I was looking. We looked at the menu when we were first talking about this, and. A lot of it was were dishes that I was familiar with. I think the the one thing that I was very very curious about was the build your bowl. Yeah, vibe. So I'm very excited to see. See, see when I saw uh, when I saw BYOB on the menu, I thought it meant bring your own Bob, which is why I asked Skipper Bob to come with me. <laughs> um, Smart. Yeah, you're prepared. Uh, <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just talking. Let's if we if we switch over to to focus on what we did actually try. Um, so our approach. So so it was me and Casey and Bob, and our approach was really, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get as many things as we can. We're gonna share everything and just try it. So Casey and I basically ordered all of the shareables on the menu. <laughs> well, Bob got one of them. the only thing we didn't get was samosas, and I'm actually really upset we didn't get wow. samosas. I I don't know I don't know why we didn't do that. <sighs> reason to go back yeah a reason to go back absolutely because you needed another one yeah um but we did get the bread service with pimento whipped paneer for 18 dollars. we got the tandoori chicken poutine for 14 the diy panny puri for 12 and the walking taco for 12 so those were the shareables we got um and i i don't know whether to start with like the headliner here or i i don't know what basically if I was going to recommend, if you're going to go, here, here's what I'll say. If you're going to go to eat and you're only going to eat one thing at eat, I would say if you get the tandoori chicken poutine, there's no way you're going to be disappointed. First of all, for four, yes. for $14, it is hearty. It's shareable. Like it could fill up two people easily. And it is honestly like one of the most delicious things that I've had at Disney Springs. It was so freaking good. Just the, the complex of the flavors just bouncing off each other. It was incredible. I mean, I'm not a food critic here, but I'll, I'll tell you what. It, I took one bite. Oh, I was melting how good that was. Yeah, it was It was almost overwhelming. I think what you already answered it for this dish, I think size, portion sizes, I have my brain like, mm-hmm. stopped working. Portion sizes, I think, are probably my most in. Like, other than the taste, I think mm-hmm. that that's what I'm most interested in because I am looking at these prices and I'm like, these are standard. Yeah. Honestly, for Disney Springs and, you know, theme park food, stuff like that. But if me and Jackson went, like, we would probably get a shareable and then get a get a meal for ourselves. So this is solid. Well, I'm just telling you that if you and Jackson got the the tandoori chicken poutine and you didn't get anything else i think you could split that in half and it would fill you up like the between the three of us it was our favorite thing and we couldn't finish it like it was we couldn't finish okay. anything yeah we didn't finish anything because we got so much food but 
I mean, well, now, when, when you when you say you didn't finish anything, is that speaking to how much food you ordered and you just tried a little bit of everything? Or is that speaking you didn't finish anything speaking to the sizes of the uh, of, of what you ordered more to the first? But I, I remember one of the, the the employees was telling us that the, the poutine was very filling. And yeah, he was not wrong. It was absolutely okay. just a few bites. It's heavy. And with all the other food, we were just sampling left and right. And we had food left over in every plate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to, if you're wondering, like, what is tandoori chicken poutine? So it's it's chopped masala fries, tandoori chicken, white cheddar curds and rich tomato butter sauce. When they say white cheddar curds, what that actually means is a thick layer of white cheddar cheese melted over the entire top of it so much that like it was like a large cheese pizza worth of cheddar cheese melted over the whole like dish. It was cheese and like you got the whole cheese pull like if you dug in there got some fries got a piece of chicken and pulled it out it's a nice stretchy che- i'm just telling you it was so good oh my god man happy it was so good um well to hear that that was the one item i remember when we were breaking down the uh the menu that was the one thing that jumped off to me so to hear y'all coming away raving about that 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 to echo Skipper Bob, that makes this fat man happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bob, this now this was the one that presented a challenge. Bob ordered the DIY Panny Puri, and it, and so bless me. And so it came out seven. It's seven pieces of this uh, crispy semolina puffs, and they're they're basically like hollow puffs. They're about the size. Uh, not even a slider. Top of it and it's like a miniature bowl. Yeah, it's a tiny bowl. Okay. It fits in your hand. Then you get this black garbanzo bean. Um, it comes in like a jar, and it's a black garbanzo bean, almost like a dip. There's potatoes. Fun word to say, oh. uh, Tamarind, date chutney, and mint cilantro water, which comes out in a tiny little cute bottle. And I kept saying, oh, you got a little side drink. You're just supposed to you know, drink it. No, you're not supposed to drink it. Um Oh, I'm so thankful I didn't try. It. <laughs> you know, it's like, that, you know, that, that one person in the back of my mind's like, do it, do it, <laughs> do right. it, yeah. uh-huh. down it. It's like it's like whenever you uh, order sushi and they bring out that uh, that mint sauce for you uh, to, to cleanse your palate after you eat your sushi. Just take that whole glob and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> was a palate cleanser after sushi. Yes, steppers, and you should eat it. The, the green stuff. Oh. Uh-huh. It's delicious. Pistachio ice cream. Why not? Yep. I believe it's called wasabi. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Wasabi. I take those by the spoonful. There you go. Yep. Um. So Bob ordered this when it came out, and it's it's. The plating is of everything look great, but we looked at it and we're like, how do you eat? What are you supposed to do with this? Because it's in so many I pieces. I felt like I was sitting in front of a Lego set without the instructions. <laughs> yeah. I ordered it on the fly. It's like, I don't know what this, I don't know what almost half this stuff is. So I'm just going to take a chance. We're here. We're experimenting. Let's try it. The panty purry. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then I get this bowl of stuff. <laughs> And it comes with a spoon and the little side shot of gray liquid. I didn't know what that was. It's like, is there a proper way to do this? Am I going to like incite some kind of riot if I do it yes. the wrong way? <laughs> well, what's really funny is my if, if we had not asked for instructions on how we were supposed to do it, I, I think that my 
instinct would have been to pour because it almost looks like you've got a big bowl of cereal in front of you because you've got these little crispy potato things. I was like, just pour it in there like cereal and just crunch everything together. (laughs) together. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked for help. (laughs) That would have been a completely different experience in my opinion. Yeah. But they did tell us like one of the best pieces of advice, because essentially what you do is you take the puff, you kind of crack out the top and then you load um, all of the toppings, all the side things into it and then pour the mint cilantro water on top of it. And then the the best piece of advice we got from the cast member was you want to try to take that in one bite, because if you don't, you're going to get that all over you. And plus the the puff is like really thin layered. So that sauce is going to go right through it. Yeah. You want to pour it over the bowl. Yeah. So uh, so we did. And it was good. I, I I really liked it. It was an interesting, a unique dish. I just have to say everything everything that we had was a bit overshadowed by the tandoori chicken poutine. Um, but it was still really good. Like if 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 someone was curious and wanted to try it, I would recommend it. Um, for me, it was not second place in terms of the shareables, but um, uh, you know, it, it was still it still was a worthy. Like if I I wouldn't tell someone not to get it. I thought it was good. So you're really well, selling it, Justin. You're really selling it. <laughs> what well, is a lot of like, work? It's like poutine. And then it's like bad. Yeah. Try it. But also the, the poutine. I'm really just excited for this poutine now. <laughs> yeah. Poutine apparently is the uh, is the S tier of what you've uh, experienced mm-hmm. from eat. Uh, I am curious. Y'all got the bread service. And I know we there did. are some very famous bread services served throughout the other areas of Walt Disney. How does that compare to those bread service experiences? Okay. So I've thought a lot about this and talked a lot with Casey about this since we had it, because I want to be fair to the bread service at at eat. So here's the problem. When you get bread service at a lot of the other places, it's different. It's unique. Um, This bread service is very similar to what you get at Sanaa. The problem is at Sanaa, you're at a signature table service restaurant and you would expect that bread service to be a signature table service bread service. And it is. This is very good, but I keep trying to compare it to Sanaa and you can't, you can't do it because you get less non-bread and there's less dips with this one. It is a lower price point, so you got to factor that in and it's a quick service location. The non is really good. There were some very good dips. You get, uh, let's see, there were six. There's um, masala you, or Indian pickle, coriander, honey, chutneys. Those are all things. Uh, but we got like six dips. There's this big chunk of the pimento whipped paneer cheese, which is different because you don't get that with the Sanaa bread service. And that was really good. Um, but I I could not rank this above the Sanaa bread service or the bread service that you get at Tiffin's. Um, so if you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed. If you go in expecting a bread service you get at a quick service place, then you're, then I think you're going to like it, especially if you like non it's it, the non bread's good. What did you think, Bob? Am I being fair or unfair? No, it, it's definitely its own thing. It's not fair to compare it to other bread services. Um, but I, I, it sounds mean when I say it. it's probably from everything we ordered might be the lowest on the list, but not because it was bad. It was, it was good. It's just everything else was so much better. I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this. I don't think you would go to eat for the bread service. Whereas some people go to Sanaa for the bread service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, I if, agree with that. If that makes sense. That okay. does make sense. Yeah. 
it's still good. And, and if you like non-bread and it is, you know, it's a cheaper price point and it's it's good. It's shareable. Like there was plenty. Um, you get two big pieces of non. Um, and that pimento whipped paneer cheese was really good. If you're a fan of cheese, especially pimento cheese, like you you would like that. But um, just yeah, setting it. combination I actually really like, the, the non with the cheese. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So just level setting expectations a little hmm. bit. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Now, but we're going to finish on a high note because the other shareable we got was the walking taco. I was so pleasantly surprised by this. It's almost it's almost a little bit of a, a trip, a, like a, a mental trip when you eat it, because you're expecting Indian like you're, you're at an Indian restaurant and you've got Indian flavors all combined into this walking taco. And it has all the elements of what you'd expect of a walking taco. But when you eat it, you're getting like an Indian flavor experience. It's so interesting. And like it was delicious. It's twelve dollars. And again, it's a shareable um, they serve it like in an open uh, Indian crunch puff bag with all the spice or all the chili and pico de, de gallo, the chutney, the cheese. It's all in there mixed together. Um, it's like eating a Frito pie or if you know a Petro or something like that. It's it's like that. Mm. Um, What's a Frito pie? In, let me, never mind. I'll Google oh, it later. Yeah, friends, you're missing out. I've never had a Frito pie. Come on. Yeah. When I first took a bite of that, I honestly thought it was flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. The little Indian puff snacks do sort of taste like that when it's all mixed together. I think of the shareables we got, this one was the spiciest. Oh, sorry. I just Googled Frito pie and I have seen that before. I didn't know that that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, of all the shareables that you've uh, listed and talked about so far, uh, looking at the menu, this is the only one that of the uh, ingredients listed out, it has something that specifies spicy in mm-hmm. it with mm-hmm. the spicy pork chili. So I guess that makes sense. This would be the spiciest of the shareables that you had. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking yes, for a little bite. Wrong. Was there jalapeno slices in that? Walk there were. Taco? There were jalapenos okay. in it. Yeah. On top. So so that added to it. But yeah, it was great. And and again, portion size wise, definitely shareable. It was it was plenty of food for more than one person. You could eat that as an entree and I'm sure you'd have like leftover unless you're a big eater. Maybe you could probably finish it. But for me, like I, I would share that. I would share with somebody um, mostly because I want to try other stuff. But it was really good. It was, share I, share yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would get, I would get that again for me. Um, if I were to go back and, and I had to pick two of these, I would get the poutine and the walking taco again without even thinking about it. So, um, $12 for walking taco. It was, it, the price is nice. Um, now, price. <laughs> Sorry. now on the entree side, uh, we did get one of the salads. We got the street style puffed rice salad. Um, this was something that, um, in my opinion, if you're looking for something that's a little cooler taste, a little more refreshing, um, and maybe with less of the intense, like Indian flavors, this is a pretty good choice. It had like a mild taste to it, had crispy puff rice, mango, strawberry, potato, cilantro, uh, tamarind chutney and mint chutney. And it was, it was good. Um, I don't know that I would say like, if someone was like, oh, give me your recommendation at the restaurant, like, what should I get? Um, I don't know that I would say go for this unless you were looking for something that was a little lighter and, and felt a little more like fresh um, and healthier. Maybe go because the tandoori chicken poutine is not a healthy option. That's probably like 5000 <laughs> calories at least. Listen, I mean, you, listen hold on to a cheese pizza. <laughs> hold on a second. Maybe, however, it's less calories when you share it. For sure. 
And then calories don't count on vacation. Well, that's true. And every time you go to Disney Springs, no matter if you're a local, (laughs) it's a vacation. So really, theme park math states less calories. Bob, did you just say it? How can you argue with that? That's right. Logic. I'm just saying. Science. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, did you get to try the the street-style puff rice salad? I did. It was kind of like, uh, it, it was definitely, I didn't realize there was strawberry in it until I'm just now reading it, but I definitely tasted the mango and the, the mint chutney. And yeah, it was, this is something I would recommend for my wife who at the sight of black pepper says, no, that's too spicy. For mm. me. I can't, I would probably recommend this for her. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking for something on the milder side, and like I said, maybe a little healthier option, I think it's good. Nothing, by the way, nothing we had was bad. It's just that we had a couple of things that just like set the bar so high that, (laughs) that it's hard to like equal that. Um, And again, $12, like that's a, that's a good price for a, an entree sized salad um, at Disney Springs. And then, uh, so Bob, Bob built his own bowl. So Bob, tell us about the bowl that you put together. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, I saw the build your own bowl and, and all the choices it had. And I was a little overwhelmed because some of these things I recognize, some I don't. Uh, fresh salad greens. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, but I had the uh, the turmeric rice cauliflower, which was, uh, and then you had to pick your own kebab, which I went with the, uh, the cilantro shrimp. But there's also the masala roasted cauliflower and the tandoori chicken, which now that I say that, I actually try that. Next time. <laughs> uh, also, the paneer tikka. Tikka. Yeah. What is tikka? Tikka. Tikka just means pieces of. Paneer is like cheese cubes. Yeah, it's like pieces like, of cheese is what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's more of a, like a vegan flavor or uh, vegan option. Paneer is so good. But I'm with the shrimp, and I always realize that's kind of a gamble because some places I've ordered from, they don't cut the tails off the shrimp, and they throw it in like. A pasta, and they expect me to take the tails off. I, it, it's a, it's a thing with me. Sorry, uh, and then I have to pick a <laughs> sauce. And honestly, with the rice cauliflower and the shrimp, I just played Russian roulette, and I asked the the cast members like, "What do you suggest?" And she went through everything with me, and I was like, "You know what? The mole sounds the best with the uh, golden uh, coconut curry sauce. I really that was a good choice in my opinion. I I really enjoyed that. But there was also uh, the cashew saffron sauce, the korma. Uh, there is also the taka again, the aromic buttery tomato sauce. It sounds good just saying. Uh, the sag, seg, which is a rich earthy spinach sauce, which again sounds great. And the bua, which is the classic Indian curry sauce. Uh, all of those sound mm-hmm. wonderful. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Did it come already on your meal or did was it on the side and you like dipped or poured or what was the vibe? Everything was in a single bowl and it was kind of like in its own little uh, corner, like a wrestling ring. And you just had to mix it up like a Texas tornado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, I don't know if you've ever eaten at Cava, but it's like a Mediterranean Chipotle. Mm. But like they do, like they have the base, the, the starchy base, and then they have like quadrants mm-hmm. of it. Ah. Um it sounds very similar. Yeah, I think it's probably yeah, similar. It does. You know what's funny though is before you joined, I was reading this and, and I saw that you guys got the shrimp, and I like looked at Justin. And I was like, "Shrimp, very interesting choice." I feel like sh- theme theme park shrimp. I'm putting this in air quotes is a very questionable choice. Um, ju- just because you it's know risky. Th- th- theme parks. Um, 
but I'm glad to hear it was a more positive experience. Because you can, shrimp is very easy to cook, but also very easy to mess up, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> so I'm very, I'm glad to hear that it was a good experience with it. And I think you well, went with a uh, good sauce. Yeah, with the it was a good sauce. At this point in my sure. age, I think I've lived a good enough life. So I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I was mean, I appreciated that you went with the riced cauliflower as well, because that's something I would have wanted to try. And I don't know that I would have necessarily ordered it myself right away because that boss. I love basmati rice so much. Mm-hmm. So this was a bowl that I wouldn't have put together, but I'm glad you did. I, I would Bob shared his bowl. I was able to try it and it was very good. If you like that coconut curry sauce, it's nice and smooth and creamy. And I mean, it was it was again, this was on the milder side. It wasn't spicy. Uh, it was a nice little cool off uh, from all the spiciness that we got from the walking taco. It was good. I liked it a lot. So on Let's a scale, see. no, you go first. Oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, the the shrimp count, usually you order these kind of things and it's like three shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp. No, this thing had a good amount, probably a good dozen shrimp in it. And they're not the, wow. the miniature popcorn. They're uh, And they're not the jumbo prawns either. They're the, just the regular everyday Walmart yeah, good size, size shrimp. shrimp. Hmm. That's good to know. In terms of the cauliflower rice, not something I particularly gravitate to because I've tried it multiple times and I just cannot bring myself to enjoy cauliflower rice. Texture wise, like it, it, on tier of, I don't know if you've had a lot of cauliflower rice, but like, would it rank pretty high on your list of cauliflower rice? Like, would you tell the difference other than the obvious, like it's cauliflower and not basmati rice? I would not have been able to pinpoint that uh if my life depended on it i've never okay. heard of color rice cauliflower before and i figured we're trying new stuff let's spin that wheel let's see what we land on i, I think the fact that you enjoyed it either way yeah is a good yes yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and i've had cauliflower rice we get it sometimes um as as a good uh, base like if we're making grilled chicken and broccoli or something we'll have uh, cauliflower rice and um i think cauliflower rice smells like a fart most of the time and <laughs> And, no, that's uh, just me. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say in this case, I, I didn't smell it. Um, but, you know, you've got a lot of smells going on in an Indian restaurant, a lot of good smells. Um, but mm-hmm. I I mean, I could tell it wasn't rice, but it had a good texture to it. It wasn't like unsettling okay. or mushy or anything like that. It was, okay. Yeah, it was that's good. good to know, because a lot of people eat a lot of people are texture eaters. Yeah. I'm not really one of them. Like I I kind of just eat to eat. Um but it, it's interesting to know, like, oh, yeah. it's too mushy, or oh, this is like blood in your mouth, or no. blood in your nose, <laughs> or it smells like a fart. Good to know it doesn't. <laughs> I do eat with my nose before I, like, actually taste something, so that would have probably turned me off, but... Oh, I smell things, yeah. I love yeah, this. I, I do, I take a big smell before I eat things, usually, too, so... Um, but yeah, no, no, no farts were detected on this day. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. Go ahead and print that on the menu. <laughs> That's a selling point. No farts. <laughs> hey, and turmeric is very good for you. So it I is. like the fact that they have like a healthy cauliflower rice option and they have turmeric. So yeah. like it's an anti-inflammatory, I, I, think I, I think. Oh, another question I had. Are you able to like add additional like if you wanted to add another kebab or if you wanted to like half portion things or like what's the vibe with that kind of thing i don't remember seeing that option and i never even thought about that but now that you say it that's definitely something i would like to ask if i ever get this again like do the chicken 
and the roasted cauliflower, maybe. Um, just change it up. Yeah, because yeah, like, um, like the Kava restaurant that I mentioned, like you could do like a half green, half grain bowl. So like you could get like a base of greens. and So it'll be like half portions of the rice and half portions of the greens kind of thing. So I was curious if they would do it for. It's a good question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that either. But based yeah, another on, reason to go back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it never hurts to ask. That's always yeah. that's always the approach I take with things like that. So and the, the staff was so friendly. They probably would accommodate you. Yeah. One last thing I forgot to mention is to we didn't even talk about drinks. Um, the drink that I got, they they have their own like house IPA that I tried and it was delicious. It was really, mm. really good. Casey ordered this. Um, it was like a canned wine, and I can't remember the brand. I want to say Underwood, but I don't know if that was right. But the reason she ordered that was because if you ordered the canned wine, you got an exclusive eat koozie with the canned wine <laughs> that you can't get anywhere else. So so she was like, well, then I'm definitely ordering the canned wine. And so it's really cool. It's a really nice koozie. Perfect for those little wine um those little skinny canned wine cans. So yeah, it was about the size of a Celsius can. Yeah, it would fit a Celsius. Yeah, for sure. So um, this is an Alani, but I am showing this, the said can size on, on the screen for an audio. So anyway, I don't know how long they'll do that, but if you go, you know, in the next little bit, um, they might still have those koozies and you can, you can get an exclusive eat koozie, not available anywhere else. And if you're an IPA fan, it's an IPA you can't get anywhere else in Disney Springs. So a couple other reasons that might bring you in. Yeah, it was good. I, I'm telling you, I, I was thrilled not only by the food, but by the service. And for sure, when I think about just, just trying to go through my mind about quick service locations in Disney Springs that I've been to, um, this for me is at the top. It's, it's at already at the top of the list. Um, you know, it's there's a there's a strong lineup of table service restaurants and, and there's a brand new one, Summer House on the Lake, um, that opened up. But uh I, I think I think there was room for a, a contender in the quick service and having a fun Indian option is is such a good thing. Highly recommend and if if you need any recommendations or have any questions about eat, let me or Skipper Bob know and we'll try to help you out. I have a a question or a request for your next venture to eat. Yes. Um, can you also try the boozy slushies and let me know how that is? Sure. Those are. I mean, you don't. You don't. Listen, my arm. <laughs> listen, I I didn't want to, but you know, I just thought I'd add to your list of things to try in case you didn't have enough. You heard her, Justin. We got to go. We gotta All right. Try it. Yeah. All right. For show research purposes, of course. We'll see you there tomorrow. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, I don't even know because it says seasonal selection on the menu. I don't even know what the seasonal options were this time. I think I didn't notice that they even had those. Oh, they do have a mango yogurt lassie. If, you, if you've never had a mango lassie, um, those are really good, too. So that's a good dessert option. Mm. Our... Um, our server, well, not the server. I want to say server because he came to our table a lot. But the cast member that was that helped us learn how to eat the Panny Puri, um, he really recommended the cheesecake as well, which we didn't have, but he said it was amazing. So mm, I can get down on some cheesecake. Yeah, I can get down with anything that we've said in this whole podcast episode. <laughs> what kind of cheese was it? Just regular. Oh, hum cheesecake, or was it like something special to it? Gulab Juman, che- Jamun, 
gulab jamun cheesecake. I wonder what kind of flavor that is. I don't know. But it has saffron Another and reason. cardamom as yeah. well. <laughs> Another reason. Another thing to try. The, the other thing that I think is really interesting here is the, the pizza, like the flatbreads on the non bread. Um, so that's, I'd love to try that chicken tikka naan. So that's another thing I'm going to have to, I, I, I'll be going back to eat, ladies and gentlemen. I think there's no mystery here. <laughs> no mystery. Through college. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm glad you bl- uh, brought up the flatbread pizza because all of this does sound good, but like, let's say us four went, y'all three are normal to adventurous eaters there's always that one in the crowd and i am that one in the crowd that is kind of the ho-hum plain eater mm-hmm. would the one in your party be able to find something to eat at eat that non-adventurous eater that's hard to say well on how picky you are if you're just a mac and cheese and chicken nuggets kind of person probably not but they do have crispy chicken fingers so, I mean, it's on the kids menu and usually at Disney, that's, it's not a big deal. They'll let you order from the kids menu. Cause why would, why wouldn't they? Um, and they have little sliders too, that are just beef patties on Hawaiian rolls with American cheese. So, you know, if nothing else, you could get those, um, you know, they do have the, 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 I think the flatbreads are pretty safe if you wanted to go with a non flatbread. Um, but because they've got one that's just garlic or buttered, um, but yeah, I mean, this, I would say it's not necessarily like if you, if your party is made up of people who aren't necessarily that adventurous or don't really like a lot of those seasonings and flavors, then this is probably not going to work for, for you. Also, because it's going to smell like an Indian restaurant when you go in there and some people just don't like the curry smell, Okay, you know, so that's something to consider. Um, oh, and they have a little non pizza that's just cheese and and sauce, tomato sauce on non bread, which that seems pretty safe too. So, I mean, they have those things. They've got the kids menu. It seems a little, <laughs> it's a little bit funny to say like, well, you're just going to have to order off the kids menu to an adult. Yes. But, hi, I'm a 57 year old man. I'll, I'll order off the kids menu, please. Yeah. But Hey, it's an option. I think that's a good point though. I mean, maybe this isn't for, it's not going to be for everybody, but if you are someone who, who likes like bold flavors and spice and smells and stuff, I mean, it's for me, it was lovely. I mean, I'll say just hearing you guys talk, I admit I'm not the most adventurous eater, but hearing you guys talk, this is something I definitely do want to try the next time I'm down. If if for nothing else, those uh, poutine fries sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can't do it justice. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah. That that first bite, you're going to like literally it takes your breath away. Un- <laughs> unbelievably good. Um, put that on the menu. Yeah, that'll work. Better than no farts detected. No farts detected, <laughs> says Justin Monorail of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for today. I mean, I didn't intend for this to be a long episode, and it was because that's the way we do things. But um, it is a New Year's uh, episode. And so, you know, maybe tomorrow while you're recovering from your New Year's Eve parties, you can put this on with a little mimosa and just kick back and enjoy a relaxing We're more. Well, yeah, you hair the dog, <laughs> Steffers. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, clearly, I just don't live my best life, and I am okay with that. Tomorrow morning's the, is the perfect opportunity for a Bloody Mary. That's when you do it. New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, well, I've had my share today. The day after the Orange Bowl. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. 
That was a rough one. That was a rough watch. I was in a house full of Florida State fans. Um, I will say going into it, none of them had any expectations that it was going to go well. And it did not. So anyway. Um, I'm proud of myself. I haven't lost my cool at all once and just gone on a cussing tirade. Over. Yeah. Well, that that is that is very good because if oof, that was that was uh, ugly to watch. It was. I, I, I do. I want to say my heart goes out to Florida State fans because that after the season that you had, that that was not that wasn't it, you know, and uh, as a, as a long suffering Tennessee fan who's watched a lot of debacles, I can I can empathize. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're going to wrap it up for today. Um, before we do, let's go around and and give out a few New Year's Day plugs. And we'll start with you, Skipper Bob. What have you got? I know you're planning the new show. What would you like to tell people about as we wrap things up today? I'll just echo what you said at the top of the broadcast. Uh, I am Skipper Bob. You can find me on Twitter. Yes, I do still call it Twitter because I am a rebel. <laughs> uh, you can find me at 8 Second Delay, audio pun. Or you can find me on uh, wrhstudios.com. That is where I post all of my photography and my bookings. Absolutely uh, check it out if you want. Uh, all The links to all my socials and Patreons and everything else are right there at the top of the screen. Go ahead, check it out. Um, I think you enjoy it. I'm just starting out with, well, I've been doing the photography thing for almost a year now. So, And it's going good. I love it. Yeah, man, you've got an eye for sure. You're you're great at it. I someday I aspire to even have one or two shots when I go out and take pictures in the parks that look like yours. So you're doing a great job. But yeah, thank you. All all the all the content. Go check out Skipper Bob Cretans Guild, Skipper Bob's breakdowns, all good stuff. I also was giving you high praise for your video you made at Sir Henry's Haunted Trail for the the Krampus event. Um, that looked really fun. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So Bob got to go out for the media event at, at Sir Henry's Haunted Trail, and uh, he got to actually take his camera in through some of the mazes and stuff. So it's it's a really good watch. And if if you watch closely, you, you can see a couple times where Skipper Bob actually did get scared. <laughs> so can you just follow me around, be my hype man, because you're so much better at promoting me than I am. I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if you ever need it, I can do it for you. I'll, I'll make some audio drops for you to put into your show. Awesome. Um, all right, Steffers, what about you, ma'am? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, hello. Uh, Adventures hello. with Steffers. It's me. Uh, not to be confused with Avengers with Steffers, as uh, everyone likes to be confused sometimes. Um, Instagram, TikTok. Mm, it's Steffers on Twitter thing, the, the, the app with the bird that's not a bird anymore. Uh, Adventures with Steffers on all the podcatchers, and it'll probably come out with a new episode soon whenever I decide to record it. Great. So just watch for it, and it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I have to. Yeah. Gotta if record we, it first. If we really believe, uh-huh. and if we clap our hands <laughs> and say, we believe in Steffers, an episode may appear. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to try. 2024. That's the push. All right. Landon, over to you, sir. Uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That you can follow me 280 characters at a time. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. And I also am uh, going to start a new show this year. I'm springing it on this guy, or uh, on these 
guys. It's called Avengers with Stafford. So uh, <laughs> just want to go ahead and muddy the waters even more. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to yeah. say last week I, I I did a great plug for you, Landon. And um, it, I, I think that I should be the new uh, singer for your jingle. And that <laughs> oh, is, is that all right? I have to say about that. Yes. <laughs> Justin can attest I did so great. So great. She Nailed did. It. She sang your song. Almost. She did sing your song. <laughs> he did. I think well, I'll, uh, I, I'm about halfway through last week's episode. So knowing that uh, there's that caveat at the end, I'll uh, go back and uh, power through. Yeah. <laughs> this set up like a whole orchestra. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe what we do is we introduce harmonies into the, into the land. Oh, also. wow. No. Oh, Oh, I like this. <laughs> um, the unhinged podcast. I'll bring in the bass notes. Just like Jay's going to be Skipper Bob's hype man, Steffers can be my uh, personal uh, singer girl person. Yeah, there we You're go. Welcome. I like this. New year, new roles for everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I'm Justin Monorail. Thanks to all of my co-pilots today, Skipper Bob, Steffers, and Landon the Dawsdone. You've been great in 2023, and we're looking forward to a wonderful 2024. I hope you all have enjoyed today's episode and come back next week for another Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Until then, thank a cast member, thank a team member, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. See ya.